to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hey there, welcome to our second episode in our meal planning series. And today we talk with registered dietitian Shannon, also known as Chef Shannon on Instagram. She has been on the show two other times in episode number 47 titled Intuitive Cooking. And she had a wonderful conversation in her summer diet detox series in episode 79 titled Why Do I Keep Falling Off Track on the Weekends and Holidays? I've received some great comments and feedback from her episode, so go check that out if you have not already. But today, Shannon helps us define meal preparedness. I love this word. Sometimes, even the word meal planning, ugh, it can sound a little overwhelming because we have this idea. We may think that it meal planning may take hours in the kitchen on Sundays and then freeze and store our meals in these perfect containers that we get to share this pretty picture in our Instagram stories, right? <laughs> well, if you're like me, you tried this and it did not work as planned. And sometimes meal planning, the prepping, shopping can be a flop because life just happens, right? And certain meal planning tips might not fit for your lifestyle. But Shannon is here to share with us her simple tips and the tricks for being prepared for the meal process. Join us for this conversation. Shannon, it is so great to have you with us again. Can you introduce yourself for all those that are new here? Absolutely. It's so good to be here. Well, my name is Shannon Costello, and I am a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and culinary coach. My private practice focuses mostly on intuitive eating for those who either want to eat in a plant-based manner or already are eating in a more plant-based pattern. And so I support those with a non-diet approach and really get into the hands-on coaching method, going into the kitchen, exploring new foods, and learning how to love our food and our body once again. So that's mostly what I focus on. So healthy meal planning... I should just say meal planning. This is kind of your bread and butter. This is how Shannon helps her clients um, in getting this process started. And I know on our your very first episode you were here, you shared such um, such a great word, and it was meal preparedness versus meal planning. I just loved how you described that. Why don't we refresh and, and uh, can you clarify those two terms for everyone? Sure. So a lot of times we use them synonymously, the planning versus meal prep. They're actually kind of different. So meal planning is actually taking the time to plan ahead and figure out what meals and snacks, recipes, making a grocery list that you're going to have for the next few days, whether that's the next three days, the next week, whatever time frame works best for you. That's the planning aspect of it. Meal preparedness is the physical action that you're putting into preparing those meals, 
snacks and foods that you're going to be consuming. So that could be batch cooking some recipes on the weekends or batch cooking um, a couple meal components like a sheet pan of vegetables or a big pot of rice. Or it could be just preparing dinner one night and it's the 20 minutes of prep that goes into cooking the actual meal. It doesn't have to necessarily be ahead of time. It could be, you know, in that particular moment that you're using meal preparedness. So it's important to distinguish between the two because you might not do it all at once. You know, some of us might find it more helpful to meal plan, have a whole calendar of what we're eating, make our grocery list, go to the store, come back, batch cook a bunch of recipes and put them in the fridge all on Sunday while others might want to take 10 minutes to meal plan on Sunday. Maybe they explore some recipes on Monday and go shopping. And then, you know, two or three times that week, they actually prepare those meals for themselves and just rely on leftovers the next day. It works differently for everyone. That is such a good description of the two. And it's it's fitting for people because it's not a one-size-fits-all. Like, you always see those pretty videos and they go out and they they batch cook and then they put in these beautiful little containers and I'm like, I love that, but I, it's just not real in my lifestyle. <laughs> There's no way my so family is going to enjoy all those leftovers every single day or or even have time making that much because I've tried it. I've done it. I think I spent, you know, five to six hours one time trying to make a bunch of meals for a couple weeks and it was exhausting. So this kind of, uh, this meal preparedness, um, that little bit of meal planning kind of helps with that kind of the jump start. Do you have a certain go-to when you are crunched in time and we're talking like five to 10 minutes, what is your favorite meal go-to's? So recently, actually, I've been heavily relying on some convenience food items. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're you know, not nutrient-dense. Convenience items could be pre-chopped vegetables from the store, frozen fruits and vegetables, microwavable brown rice. Um, so when I think of something I need to put together really quickly, I basically use my meal component method and just mix and match different convenience items from each category to build a balanced meal so I think about it as like a grain bowl or you know a nourishable salad whatever you want to call it um so as an example um you know a lot of times I'll you know either cook a big batch of brown rice or quinoa on the weekends or if I know I'm having it for dinner Monday night then I'll cook a big batch so I have some leftovers the rest of the week sometimes I freeze extra portion. Sometimes I have microwavable brown rice in the pantry. So I take that brown rice or quinoa and I add some, you know, frozen falafel patties as my source of plant-based protein. And then I can thaw some, you know, broccoli and cauliflower that I have in the freezer. Or I can quickly saute some sweet chopped vegetables. I add that non-starchy vegetable component. And I think of a dressing. Maybe I quickly whisk together, you know, some tahini, some lemon juice, some seasonings, or I have a store-bought dressing that I really like as a flavor component. Then I add some garnishes, whether that's sliced avocado, hemp seeds, nuts, sunflower seeds, whether it's 
added protein, healthy fat, fibers, flavor. But I use that meal component method to basically just mix and match different foods that I already have on hand. And you can whip it up in less than 10 minutes. I love how you shared your examples and and showing all that. Is there a favorite kitchen utensil or piece of equipment that you keep using a lot? That is such a good question. I'm kind of a minimalist in the kitchen, actually. Um, I really don't like having a lot of different things. I want them to be multi-purpose. So I use my chef's knife multiple times a day. And I usually just like leave the cutting board out and just give it like a quick wipe, rinse, um, whatever it needs to be to sanitize it and stay there for the next time I'm going to use it, which is only a couple hours later usually. Uh, So chef's knife for sure. And then my cast iron skillet never leaves the stovetop. That's always there because a lot of times with the grain bowls or even like a warm salad that I like to throw together, I just kind of throw it all in the cast iron skillet to warm it up and let like all the flavors incorporate with each other and just toss it into a bowl and call it good to go. So chef's knife and cast iron skillet are my go-tos. Sounds like you don't have many dishes, which is great too. You would think, but somehow my fiance would tell you otherwise. (laughs) Right. Oh, they just don't understand. Um, Right. Any go-to products? I mean, that could just be a flavor of cheese or a flavor of a green that you tend to enjoy. Or or what are your, like, favorites for your your meals? Okay, let's go through the meal components. So non-starchy veggies, always frozen vegetables. I always have a variety of different frozen veggies. And I go for the single vegetable. That way I can use them in a a bunch of different things without worrying about them being mixed with other vegetables or in a sauce or already seasoned. I can do that all myself based on, you know, the type of meal that I want. So, you know, broccoli, cauliflower. I always have edamame, green peas asparagus, frozen mushrooms even, all sorts of yummy non-starchy veggies are in my freezer. (laughs) Great. Now, because they are frozen, sometimes I have a little hiccup in cooking them. How do you cook them? Do you thaw them? Do you throw them right on the skillet? Tell us how you do it. I would say if I have the extra time and I want to pull out an appliance, (laughs) I'll air fry them. Okay. Um, and, you know, I really need to actually get a new toaster oven that, that has the air frying component. That would be clutch. But I don't have that yet. So usually I just saw them in the microwave real quick. And then I'll drain the water and add them to the cast iron skillet to get that more, like, charred crispiness on the outside. Yes. That's where I sometimes have the problem. It gets my frozen vegetables get a little soggy and watery. So good tip there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, thaw, drain, and then cook. Okay. Yes. Um, as far as fresh vegetables, I love getting curly kale. And if I know I'm going to be short on time that week to prepare fresh kale by removing the stems, chopping, rinsing in a salad spinner, I'll just buy the bag pre-chopped kale. Um, I try to limit how often I do that just with all the baggage and plastic and things, but sometimes that's the convenient way to incorporate dark leafy greens, which are really important to me. Uh, as far as 
protein. I am never short on beans and lentils. Those are my go-tos. Um, canned beans are really convenient to drain, rinse, and throw into a variety of different meals. Those can be really helpful. As far as healthy fats, um, my favorite food is avocado. I don't go a day with avocado. So that's always available to add to a meal, whether it's sliced, diced, mashed, or mixed into a dressing. Uh, let's see, grains. I would say brown rice and quinoa are my go-to grains. And I usually cook those from scratch because they're pretty simple to batch cook. And so, you know, I can either freeze an extra serving or just keep them in one big food storage container and, and use them accordingly throughout the week. And that's, you know, pretty simple to not only plan for, but prepare as well. And I've been seeing, you know, like frozen quinoa or there's 90 second grains, which are kind of neat too. Um, if you're in a crunch, those are great to add too. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many amazing food products out there now. And, you know, this goes into kind of like the mindset around processed foods, but it's kind of surprising to a lot of us how many of the foods we already eat are technically processed, like a baby carrot and a sliced apple. Those are processed, right? And processed foods are meant to help us get meals on the table with convenience and affordability. So they're not something to be feared. They're just something to be intentional about. And some of those convenience items that I use every single day fall into that processed food category. It's just how am I selecting them and how am I applying them to my overall meal plan? They really do help um, shorten the time in making meals. Like it's great. I I rely on those processed uh, foods quite a bit um, just to get a, a meal on the table faster. Exactly. Yeah, they're so important in our daily busy lives right now. <laughs> yeah, they used to be a bad word, but they're not. So let's, you know, it's uh, finding those nutrient-dense processed foods, too, that can really form the base and the bulk of the meal, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Any other last takeaways for this episode? Uh, as far as meal planning and meal preparedness goes, it takes some practice, some getting used to. As we mentioned before, you know, it's different for everyone. What's going to work for you versus what's going to work for your roommate or your family members. Um, and so take some time to, you know, trial and learn what does work for you. Uh, write things down, assess, you know, what's worked, what isn't working. And just know that you don't have to follow what social media says. <laughs> As bad as that sounds, you don't have to spend your entire Sunday meal prepping the exact same food for the rest of the week. You deserve to have some flexibility and some variety. And it's okay if you don't always you know, eat according to plan, too. That's something that I really emphasize with my intuitive eating clients is that even though we're talking about a meal plan, this meal plan has to be open to flexibility and changes. So stocking up on foods that can allow for that can be really helpful if you're creating something different than what you had on your initial plan. And you have some wonderful recipes on your blog and your website as well. So be sure to check those out. Any other resources uh, that they should be aware of? Um, those are pretty much the basics. You can always find me on Instagram whipping up some random 
meals every now and then. <laughs> um, this one looks good. I'm just randomly clicking this. Let's move it here. Your summer chickpea and lentil salad. That looks delicious. Ah, yes. I haven't made that one in a while, but it's very delicious. That is right at my alley. And plus, um, a great boost to fiber. Mm. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So for our closing questions for this episode, uh, something you are currently obsessed with. Oh, oh, goodness. Um, you know, it's funny because I never really watched TV before I met my fiance and then I met him and he watches TV all the time. So um, we've definitely been getting into some Netflix shows. Okay. I wouldn't say I'm like obsessed with them but I feel like they're pretty consistent compared to normal um but as far as an obsession I've been changing up my uh, my morning routine and I've been incorporating like 10 to 15 minutes of breathing right when I wake up and I kind of just set my timer and I start my day with that and it's been so helpful for starting my day rather than jumping right into a to-do list and opening up my laptop and running through my emails and kind of obsessed with this morning routine right now. Oh, I love that. That's a good, that's a good one to add. Uh, Last question. Any mindset mantras that you uh, tell yourself or go by? Oh gosh. I'm such a quote person, but being asked on the spot (laughs) is really hard. (laughs) Um, I would say do what you can with what you have. Yeah. That's perfect. That is perfect. Um, And that goes for just about anything and everything, whether that be your food or how you feel about your, your body movement. Um, Tell everyone where they can connect with you. You can find me on Instagram at Shana nutrition. I also have a website, which is just www.shopshannonnutrition.com. And that's where you can learn about my uh, one-on-one coaching. And I also have a blog with some recipes and some good nutrition topics on there. Perfect. Great. Well, thank you, Shannon, for sharing your information here. And uh, we will share your uh, website and blog posts as well to kind of get people going in that plant-forward cooking. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's so great chatting with you. She is just the sweetest. And go and follow her on Instagram. And if you have not listened to her episodes previously, episode number 47 and 79 are great ones. I really hope this series is helping you gain some clarity in your meal planning process, whether that is shifting your mindset or gaining a few helpful shortcuts. I want to help you make dinner time healthy, delicious, and as always, easy. By the way, I do have a freebie on my website at dailydietitian.com. Feel free to add your email to subscribe to the newsletter and I will share my flexible meal planning method workbook. I share my simple meal planning method for the week and explain how to set that plan up for the entire month. There are meal ideas in there. There's lots of pretty charts to map out your week and even a gorgeous simple menu to put on your refrigerator so you know what you have planned for the meal. 
We will be back next week for another great meal planning episode. Until then, have a wonderful week and thank you so much for joining us on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.